continuing struggles with dealing with the hybrid workforce. While the increased independence has benefited organizational productivity, we are still laying the ground rules for this reformed way of working. Today, we will discuss the benefits and struggles of increased independence. Welcome to the 90th percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Korn, and joining me today is my father and renowned psychometrician, Joe Folkman. <laughs> Hello, Bri. Hey, Dad. <laughs> so I hear you have a good John Doe story for us today. Well, I do. In late 2020, a senior executive I was coaching, we'll call him John, had a troubling experience with one of his division managers that reported to him. John had established targets and performance objectives for 2021, and he'd communicated them to each of his managers that reported to him. He recalled I assumed that they were fine with the targets for 2021 because no one objected. <laughs> well, it seemed everyone had embraced uh, the goals and their independence, and they were all scattered all over, you know, because they were all working from home. Then in February 2021, John was talking to one of his direct reports. Uh, of the manager, of the division manager, and while discussing one of the 2021 targets that John had established previously, the direct report looked at, to this division manager responded, hey, that's not my target. <laughs> and the, this employee had sent John, uh, he, he then sent John a copy of the 21, 2021 targets with the revised numbers that had been given to him by the division manager. The division manager had revised the targets but never discussed this with John. Oh, poor John. Well, and, and John looked at me and he said, in what world do people revise the targets without discussing them with their manager? And I told him, in COVID-19 world. <laughs> <laughs> You see, you haven't seen him or talked to him in the last, like, well over a year. And so who's the boss? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So John is not the only one who struggles with this hybrid learning curve. When you have not seen your senior manager face-to-face -face for over a year, the question is, who is the boss? A majority of the administrative and managerial workforce was sent home last March and told to figure out how to get things done remotely. Now, the miracle is people figured it out and things got done quickly. And more than a year later, the results are mostly impressive. The majority of organizations have increased productivity and, you know, they've improved rather than decreased. Uh, in addition, engagement and morale has increased with people working from home. And when we ask people if they want to return to the office, <laughs> surprisingly, the majority want to continue working from home. Well, that's true for our employees here. Well, at least they want to return from home or work from home for part of the work week. One of, you know, on the other hand, some of the employees are so committed to working from home 
that they say they'd rather quit than change and work from the office. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly been a steep learning curve for many during the last year, and it seems this year we're better, we're getting the hang of things. And I heard it said that we need to be wary about these hybrid work situations that we're now all craving. Uh, We know how to run things fully in the office, and now we know how to fully function completely online, but there's downsides to trying to have the best of both worlds. And not everyone is really into this, like the chief executive officer of Goldman Sachs, who believes the shift to remote work is an aberration to be corrected as quickly as possible. (laughs) On the whole, bosses want workers back in the office, but many understand that they will have to compromise. And if they don't, many fear they'll lose employees to other companies. Um, Amy Edmondson, a Harvard Business School professor, talked to the New York Times and was saying that on the whole, bosses want workers back in the office, but many understand that they will have to compromise. If they don't, many fear they'll lose employees to other companies. And even though there's been lower overhead, increased productivity, that accompanied this massive shift to remote work, you know, there's a business incentive um, to kind of this hybrid new lifestyle. There really is. I mean, I was surprised when I looked at my data, and I found that in our data, we had seen a substantial increase in engagement uh, during the pandemic, and that's opposite of what people think. Now, some firms or some companies have reported a, a lower engagement, but on the on the whole, most people have seen an increase in engagement. In fact, I just looked at some data yesterday from a firm that, you know, is, it was really struggling before the pandemic, and they showed a substantial increase. Mm-hmm. It's clear from this data that employees working remotely were both willing to work harder and they were more satisfied. An interesting thing happens when people work remotely with no one looking over their shoulder or watching what they do for eight hours a day. They become more independent. Most people working from home have been highly engaged. And the time they spent getting ready in the morning and commuting is often spent working productively. Working alone forces people to make appropriate decisions without checking with their bosses on every detail. Most people working from home feel like they will hear about it if they overstep their boundaries on decision-making authority. And I guess some- Except for John. Well, (laughs) yeah. Not John. (laughs) Well, having employees and managers who are willing to take the initiative to, to act and work independently is for the most part a good thing right up to the point where you take too much initiative and act too independently. In other words, don't rewrite the senior leader's goals, okay, and never tell them. <laughs> so so there, there are great benefits, but the struggle is to keep things in check. So how do managers strike the balance of encouraging independence while they still have the oversight that they need? Well, managers need to set clear boundaries. They, they need to do it, and then they need to make sure they're not creating a work environment where they're micromanaging every decision and creating less engagement. But they need to let people know what they can do and what they can decide and what they can't decide and when to check with their manager. Hmm. Another struggle of working independently that people need to watch carefully and seriously consider in a hybrid work environment is visibility. Um, 
as we think about who will choose to work more from home, it probably will be more women. And that might create more of a, of a diversity crisis than we already have. Also consider that when a meeting is over and everyone closes their laptops, that the people who are there in the office still continue the conversation. They might even go to lunch. Many have brought up that with hybrid, um, they may not be assigned workspaces, but they, instead they'll have shared spaces, and that could irritate people. And what happens if the days you pick to work in the office are not the same as the days your colleagues that you want to meet with select? Um, there's a lot that can go wrong. Um, so with this beautiful option where we get to you know, have the best of both wor- worlds of coming to the office and having a little more independence at home, organizations should really consider how to put things in place to make it easy to support those that choose the option to maybe be fully remote and make sure that they still get the visibility they need to grow in their careers and not be passed up. Yeah, I think some people want to return to the good old days. (laughs) But the reality is we've opened Pandora's box and in many ways, many people like what came out. Most people crave to act independently and to take the initiative. In his book, Drive, The Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us, Daniel Pink breaks down motivation into three factors. Autonomy, which is independence, mastery, and purpose. These three elements are all needed for people to successfully work remotely. The shift from office work to working remotely is generally one of the most positive outcomes for both employees and organizations. Organizations may want to be careful not to attempt to fix something that is not broken. And leaders need to make an extra effort to reconnect with their employees and make sure there's consistent communication and agreement on goals, objectives, and outcomes. In other words, people need to be clear about who's the boss And the bosses need to realize that increased autonomy drives up employee motivation. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Korn and Joe Folkman and produced by Singer Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Singer Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack Singer and Joe Folkman, visit our website at sangerfolkman.com. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on sangerfolkman.com.